dark save for light being cast from the big tv screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning hey george hey lions how's it going well this week these two weeks this this time recently uh, mm-hmm. i unleashed my inner creative and so i'm feeling very artsy i probably should have come to the recording with a beret but, you know, then I'd have to, like, squish it under the headphones. That'd be there, awkward. But I mean, up until you said that, there was no reason for people to think that you didn't. In fact, I, what am I, a liar? Now, Like, you want me to you, tell them that I'm wearing a beret when I actually have a sombrero on? That would just be rude. Right. I mean, which is what threw me, because in every other episode up until now, you've been wearing your beret. But now you switched to a sombrero. Because you know? of the creativity. Exactly. Right. And the uh, the, the nice thing is, you know, it's like, I've never worn a beret before. You have now. It's been established. <laughs> it's canon. <laughs> we need to we need to change the uh, the artwork on the uh, on, on our logo. Little, little berets. Well, except for this yeah. one, which will have a sombrero. Right, right. Well, this one will have a sombrero for you. I mean, we didn't establish that I always wear a beret because obviously, you know, I I just shave half of my head and wear half of a cowboy hat. <laughs> but it's on the side with the hair, which confuses people. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's because I'm too lazy to shave my whole head. It was easier to cut a <laughs> cowboy hat in half. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm trying to decide uh, how much further we could go with this. And what's making me pull it back is uh, a whole episode's worth. So, like, yeah. I'm just I'm just going to wrap it up right now. Half a cowboy hat and a sombrero. <laughs> Yeehaw. Jesus. Uh, we played uh, Mario Paint. Um the Super Nintendo game uh, came out in August of 1992 in North America. Um, I'm going to give you the really concise version of the story. Uh, when I started trading games back and forth with Brian through our dads before we actually met, this was like the game. And the reason that this was the game is because you can't really rent Mario Paint Right? right, because then they would have to also rent you the mouse, which no child of the '90s would ever return. Right? Correct. If you were maybe if you were born in the '70s and you'd still been playing video games in the '90s, but I'm from the '80s, so by the time I was playing this game <laughs> in the '90s, I was not mature enough to make sure that that mouse got returned. So they just didn't even bother trying to rent it. So that that was how I got access to this game. I actually don't know why we didn't just like buy it because I feel like I was borrowing it constantly and i wasn't yet (laughs) friends with brian so it's not like oh they share their things it was like i had a library card to his house and he had a library card to my house and i I don't know dude but like i played the ever-loving mess out of this game entirely thanks to him because i don't ever remember seeing it in stores i certainly don't think you could rent it um but i played this game a boatload yeah so interestingly my i do have a very distinct nostalgia experience for this um which was that I, w- I wanted this game more than anything, right? And and I had a Super Nintendo and I was like, I want I want Mario Paint, right? And um I I don't know because like my mom was worked for IBM, you know? So she was computer savvy, right? You know? And back then, like the the, the video games were not quite as plug and play 
as they are now. You know, like you had to set it to input three and you had to connect it to where the antenna connected and you had to connect the thing to the thing. It was like, it was like so, hooking up a VCR. Yeah. Yeah. So it, <laughs> which literally people have said this reads like VCR instructions. <laughs> um, so, uh, so basically what I remember was saying, I, I want this game like that. I, I want this really, really, really badly. And my parents being like, yes, you know, you, you've earned it or we just want to spoil you, whatever. And, um, and then after a time of my mom struggling somehow to get the hardware to work or to purchase it or whatever, she said, basically like, it will be more expensive for us to get you Mario paint than it would for us to buy you a Sega Genesis. Would you prefer to have a Sega Genesis? And I said, yes. So I don't know what particular snags or snafus she was. So I've never played this before um, huh. until now. Yeah. So I don't know what particular <laughs> snags or issues she was running into. Um, I know that my Super Nintendo was at my dad's house and they were divorced. So I don't know whether it was like she suddenly realized that she needed to also buy a Super Nintendo or that there was some trading back and forth. I don't know what the issue was, but I do remember that I was like, I want this thing. And then it was no problem. And then a whole lot of swearing. And then (laughs) would you prefer a Sega Genesis? And I said the Sega Genesis. So this game, unfortunately, I don't have a nostalgic experience for playing because it was a casualty in the war of, I got a Sega Genesis. Yeah. That, um, that may be a first where like you came (laughs) or either of us actually like, came within spitting distance like where you have this vivid childhood memory of not playing it mm-hmm. like yeah this, yeah this no, is, I, we're, we're into the triple digits on games and i i think that may be a first <laughs> yeah yeah it was just like, like i said i just I, I i even remember the house we were in where i was sitting when we had the discussion like i it's it's super vivid uh don't know why my brain decided to hold on to this and throw so much other important stuff away but yeah, man, this is this is pretty crystal clear in my oh, mind. All I could think about when you said that was, do you remember where you were when mom said you couldn't have Mario Paint? And it's like, oh, man, I try not to think about it, but sometimes I wake up in the night screaming. When sometimes, you know, like I know that because that was always a thing where it was like, you know, you go home and ask your parents, where were you when the Challenger exploded, you know, or, or Kennedy or assassination. You, yeah. yeah. Where were you when you found out that Kennedy got shot? And so I've often thought like, what? what is going to be the thing that our kids ask us? You know, it's like, is it going to be, you know, like where were you when nine 11 happened or where were you when you found out about like the, you know, the you know coronavirus pandemic. Um, but no, it's going to be, where were you when you found out that you couldn't play super Mario paint? Now I'm just imagining you like turning away from your, your son and daughter who are like, like they finally worked up the courage to ask you this <laughs> and, and you like turn and, and do like the knuckle, Right. You're like, I, I can't let them see me like this. It's, it's too Son, I'm not, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, chill. Yeah, it is time for shilling. Um, so I actually, I, I went out of my way to make sure I streamed this game. Uh, so if you didn't know, uh, you could follow me on Twitch and I play a lot of the games that we play. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to become a full-time Mario paint streamer, but this is a pretty relaxing experience to share with people. Like it's actually kind of, bob rossi to be the one like driving but like talking to people while you're creating i don't know if any creative medium would have that kind of vibe but it's cool i recommend people try it um you (laughs) you can also find both of us on the twitters 
you can reach out to us through the uh, link on the website. Um, we have a list there of all the games that we've played and that are coming up next. So if you want to play along, you can do that. Uh, if you want to do something for us, you can recommend the show to someone or leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because that helps other people find the show. Uh, and if you want to give us money because you're like, oh, what am I going to do with all this money? Uh, then you can get the after show at any level you support us at, uh, which is extra content of us just kind of, you know, saying more words, but only special people get to listen to those words. Uh, and if you support at the 8-Bit Classic or the 16-Bit Hero level, we will shout you out on the show. So we want to thank our 8-Bit Classics, Kevin. Wielder of the Homing Torpedo. John. Holder of the Boomerang Cutter. And Yarno. User of Shotgun Ice. Ooh. Wait a minute. These Mega Man X weapons? They are Mega Man yeah. X weapons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shotgun Ice was the one that, that settled it for me. Um, and our 16-bit heroes, Michael. Wielder of Storm Tornado. David. Firer of Rolling Shield. And Jacob. User of Electric Spark. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That was what... To, to, we'll peer, peer behind the kimono, right? Like, before the show, I was like... And I got, I got, I got to pull this together, and was deliberately like really struggling because there's a million things that show that screen, but it only says S Ice or you know B, you know Boomerang Blade. I was like B Blade, you know. It's like no, I don't want to say Shooter of S Ice. I want to know what it is. So then I pulled up a walkthrough of the game, and the person was very walking through the whole game, but every time it got to the you got the new weapon, they were just hammering start and it would just <laughs> fly away before it said the full name of the thing and then eventually i i was like wait 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 wait. if i take the picture with s ice on it and i google Mega Man x s ice it will give me the full title of the thing so i just want our 8-bit classics and 16-bit heroes to know that, that there was some elbow grease that went into this one yeah yeah you don't just phone in this ridiculous gag you accidentally committed yourself to this takes work it does it does because <laughs> i'm a professional god damn it so we're gonna do something a tiny bit different uh with this game than we've done in the past which is because of the sort of nature of this game um we're not going to divide our review into visuals audio and then controls and mechanics uh we're gonna do visuals audio controls and mechanics just kind of as one big mess because i don't know if you could communicate much useful information trying to create those verticals for mario yeah Paint. like I, I just think it'd be weird uh but then you know at the end we will still have a, a dedicated section for whether or not we think it held up uh so this is visuals audios controls and mechanics with commas and an ampersand yep yeah uh because you know the only way i mean to do it would be if you weren't a f***ing coward which uh which we're not so you know here we go so I'm just going to ask you uh, live uh, on the recording. Would you like me to censor that with the uh, noise that the dog makes, which is like when you click undo the noise that the bomb makes, which is when you go back or the clown nose honk that it makes when you do the full screen erase. Uh, let's go with clown no- noise. Clown, clown nose. Yeah. Clown, clown, clown nose honk. Yeah. I can go ahead and start us off with my, my literally my first note, which is um, this game, like many, uh mario games so so true to form uh it kind of gives you a quick tutorial if you don't press anything you know if you just kind of let it go it'll show you how some of the stuff works you know 
Um, not some of the more advanced stuff, uh, but but still, it's it's kind of helpful because I was I was dealing with some hardware issues. Uh, ironically, twenty years later, um, thirty. No, I don't want to think about that. Um, but anyway, so. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, I liked that. I liked the fact that if you don't press anything, if you're like, I, where do I go? What do I do? It's like, okay, here's some of the stuff you can do. Here's how you draw a circle. Here's how you, you know, paint the whole screen. Here's how you do that. And, and I thought that that was helpful. And in keeping with the Mario brand, uh, it looked really different because in most Mario games, it's, you know, Mario jumping around, but I like the idea that they said, you know, if they don't do anything, we need to show them what this game looks like when it's being played semi-properly. Well, and they even go so far as to uh, kind of insist you prove you understand how the mouse works because Mm -hmm. I know that computer mice have been around for a long time before this game existed, but this was before the era of every single home on earth and every school and every library and every office and every room and every bathroom has a friggin' IBM PC clone in it. Right. So <laughs> y- you couldn't assume that every kid who would play this game would also be, you know, adept with a two button mouse. Like it was a reasonable assumption that they would at least know what it was, but not that they were super comfortable using it. So on the title screen it says mario paint in black letters solid white background like eye blinding white background and mario kind of runs back and forth on like an invisible you know surface uh and you have to click him with the mouse like you have to left button click him with the mouse to start the game because even if you have a controller plugged in to the other port i don't think it does anything you can only control the game with the mouse so they not only show you like, oh, here's some of the things you'll be able to do. You'll be able to draw shapes and there'll be stamps that look like pre-made like trees and there'll be Mario characters and crap like they they illustrate that for you. They also if you because the, the cursor starts on top of the title and if you put your hand on the mouse and you accidentally maybe say press one of the buttons, the letters in the title do stuff. So if you like click on each different letter Some of them play music. Some of them do visuals. Some like the A in Mario falls down. And if you time it right, you can actually hit Mario with it and knock him off the screen. So like from the word go, they kind of are like, hey, this is this is not like Super Mario World that came out last year. This is like a whole other thing. But Mario's also in this. But it's like creative and fun and like click around, see what stuff does. (laughs) <laughs> and it, it's funny now to look at it and just be like, oh, well, obviously you can click on stuff. And it's like, yeah, but not then, not obviously then. Right. And you you kind of then uh, very cleanly lead into uh, uh, one of my next notes, which is. That's kind of the limit of the tutorial, you know, like there there's there's no tutorial, which is interesting, right? Because I would definitely say that. um a lot of the and and I can talk about this a little bit more, but uh, they 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 try their hardest with you know the visuals of like what each thing does, but by its very nature, there are some things that are very hard to give like a static icon for. You know, this is going to do this complex weird thing. You know, um, and there is from what I could tell zero tutorial, right? So literally, they expect for this to be a sandbox. Now, the reason why that can be okay is because there's there's 
there's no loss condition, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose losing something you created would arguably be the closest to like, oh no, I have made an error that has resulted in like me being unhappy, but it's like you can't lose Mario Paint. Yeah, there's no lives, there's no game over screen, there's no like, there's no man, you got 99 of your pixels done, but since you didn't get the 100th pixel in place in time, we've destroyed your artwork. Yeah, you ran you know, out like, of time. <laughs> there, there, there isn't any of that, right? So um, so there's no there, there's no game set loss condition. I mean, I guess what you're kind of describing would be closer to saying, you know, oh man, I didn't um, I didn't beat the boss flawlessly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like in, in an RPG or something like that. If you were to say, you know, oh man, I didn't one hit kill Sephiroth or whatever dumb thing you guys played on the yeah. PlayStation. Oh, you, you um, need a hundred coins in one level to get an extra life, but I only got 99, right? Like it's, right. it's disappointing. It may even be like controller shaking disappointing if you had your heart set on it, but you didn't lose. Right. It, it is a ex- external goal that you have assigned to the game, not a goal of the game. Like there, there are no goals in this game. The goal is have fun here is it's it's the sandboxiest of all sandbox games it's uh it's minecraft on explorer mode or what, what whatever it's called the one where there's no mobs creator you know? mode yeah right um I don't, I don't play it because it's for cowards uh so <laughs> but, but that's the thing is that so i think that that's the reason why it's kind of okay to not have a tutorial traditionally um i will say though then that but against the issue that um because what they planned right was they were like go paint right here's a whole bunch of different paints and have fun explore you know and as you slowly get better at it and spend more time energy and effort you can like learn learn more things um and 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 again ex- exploration is the core to this game if you don't have tens of hours to throw at it uh the skill wall to do anything of value is high so I I thought about this a lot and <laughs> it's really uniquely hard to criticize some of the interface elements in this because for the last 10 years, maybe more, we have moved in like software design really aggressively away from this thing looks like the what it does, right? Mm-hmm. Like you see even if you open like word and you look at the the glyph for like cut copy paste mm-hmm. you would probably be surprised if you really critiqued them closely how borderline abstract they are like mm-hmm. cut looks probably like a single black line of scissors paste is probably two vaguely paper shaped rectangles overlapping each other right it it's or copy um, it, it's, it's shocking to me, like, because we've been exposed to those things over decades now that we've internalized them, but they're mere shadows of their former selves. Whereas in this game, like the, the different thicknesses of the brush are just three different thicknesses of like a marker. It looks like a marker tip and one is skinny and one is medium sized and one is fat. And then like the thing that paints the whole like if you just click it, it, it does like the fill just looks like a wide paintbrush. And the thing that does the spray paint looks like the nozzle of a spray can. And like the controls in the music section look like physical plastic buttons on the side of like a tape deck, right? Like everything is the term for this is skeuomorphic. 
everything is super skeuomorphic and uh some of the decisions they made um i'm gonna say didn't catch on like the bomb for go back and yeah. the dog for undo like they're cute and once you see what they do it's super obvious but it's hard it's it's genuinely shockingly hard after i'm sorry it is closer to 30 years not 20 after 30 years <laughs> to say when i was a kid did i understand what the hell the bomb did or did i just click on it and then i understood yes agreed and and that's the thing is that you you for instance the bomb right i i initially i thought that meant just destroy everything like undo all which there is a function for but it's not the bomb it's not the bomb you know (laughs) and clicking on it is not the bomb um yeah uh, uh, oh uh so anyways uh yeah but is is and and the dog for undo i don't i don't i don't get that so so that being said is that there is no you know to tutorial function that says you know hey if you want to do this i I will say personally for me with the amount of time i was able to play this game i have zero idea how to animate anything (laughs) the animation controls made no sense to me whatsoever and i couldn't go look it up because that would have been research you know (laughs) so so i was sitting there and and i did i messed around with it for a solid 15 20 minutes you know trying to understand what was going on um and i just i just couldn't you know so again given an infinite amount of time and uh probably talking to people on the playground and kind of messing around with it like if you had three hours to play a video game and you're like i want to animate this one thing yes you could do it but uh not i i feel that there could have been tutorial elements added at a very, very low, you know, like, I don't remember exactly what right-clicking did in most cases, but what they do nowadays is if you right-click on a thing, it tells you what the thing does, you know? Stuff like that. I'm trying to remember, there was, this game came in a gigantic box, and the reason it came in a gigantic box is because it had the mouse and a mouse, like a big plastic mouse pad in it. What I'm not sure about is there was a mario paint guide like a book like not like you you remember sometimes you would go into like a an eb games or whatever and there would be like the strategy guides it was like that it was like a a book dedicated just to the game not a manual like a friggin' book and i can't remember if this game came with its friggin' book or if you had to buy its friggin' book separate because i know earthbound came with its friggin book and i can't remember if this one did as well or not and so i i agree with you that if all you have is the cartridge that is probably not going to be an ideal experience (laughs) unless you have friends on the playground right somebody else who's played it before or whatever um this game may have come with a friggin book well and i think that from my seat and this is uh this is something that i've said to uh and and this is a little philosophical but um <laughs> if you want to get somebody let's 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 do this let's let's run this thing real fast lions if you want to get somebody to do a thing what are ways you can get them to do it threats threats uh, yep so sticks general yeah, sticks. sticks carrots 
sticks and carrots, right? And those are the two that most people say. Like, and and <laughs> I love that you went straight to threats. Once I got an idea for what you were probably going to ask me, I was like, let's start with threats. Yeah, let's start with threats because <laughs> it's what I would do. For, from from my seat, the the if you want to get somebody to do something, you just make it easy, right? If it's yeah, eat, right, because that's the thing, right? Is, is that, that uh, is that gre- greasing the skids? Is that what that term means? Where it's it's like like I want you. I want you to go over this way. So I'm going to make that way downhill and slippery. So you'll just yes. kind of naturally go that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and so that's, that's the thing is that, and that's why I say to all of the people on my team when they're like, well, you could, you know, reward people for doing this. I'm like, we could, we could reward people. We could disincentivize people. We could sit there explaining it for hours, or we could just make it easy. Cause if you make it easy, then that's what people are going to do. Um, conversely, if you don't want somebody to do something, you can make it hard. Right. And then they, they, they won't do that thing. Right. And so the, the, the joke that I say that and I promise I'll bring this back in a second is I say good communication. Is that easy or hard? I, I would say hard. I, I would too. And it's always hilarious when people say easy because they're like, oh, that's easy. I said, OK, how many times in your life have you said, no, that's not what I meant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that. That alone should tell you that good communication, probably not too easy, right? Uh, so what I normally say then is that like a system that does not necessitate good communication will not have good communication because good communication is hard. So if a system can run without good communication, uh, it does not run. It, it typically won't have communication. So I say all of that to say that if you want to make a um, playing a game, if you want to really incentivize people to play your game, you have to make playing your game easy. And I think that that's why we've seen this overall shift away from the books and more towards having the tutorial or the help stuff being inherent within the thing and why the tolerance even you know throughout the industry of like having completely separate help things has kind of gone away, for example. Um, and, 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 and also the, the people that still rely on, oh, well, do you want to use the, I, I mean, Microsoft help might as well not exist, you know? <laughs> Um, cause would you like to use the index? No, I don't want to No, oh, you mean like clippy this. help like that, that kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is like when you click on the thing and it has like those purple books, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> tragic. Um, but for example, like when you're typing a formula into Excel or, uh, Google, um, Google sheets, it gives you the syntax right there, you know? So if you say, you know, equals if open sign, it says you're going to need to, you know, the, the thing the, yeah, it's, the, it's, it's in inline help or just in time help. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and all this is right, right the hell up your alley, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, so anyways, I say all of that to say that um, I definitely think that back in the day, 30 years ago when this was released, uh, it doesn't surprise me that there would be a book with it. However, against modern standards, the fact that there is no inline just in time help uh, is kind of a stark contrast, you know, to, to what I'm used to. Yeah. And so, this is I'm, I'm kind of glad it worked out that your mom was like, no, I'll just buy you a second Genesis because <laughs> th- this is the stuff that it's harder for me to see because I have big old Coke bottle thick nostalgia goggles for this game and the dozens, maybe hundreds of hours that I surely poured into it. Um, the first thing I did, because I haven't played this game in a long time because the hardware is hard to come by and it's a big pain in the ass. Uh, the first thing I did when I turned the game on was literally click every single thing. Like I just went through one at a time and I was like, what does this do? What does this do? What does this do? Cause the, 
the the thing that makes this game this game is that the tools are kind of at your disposal. Not that there's a million tools, but just that you can do whatever you want with them. So saying I'm literally going to click every button is not like in a modern creative game, like in Minecraft or even like Mario Maker. Like if you sat down with Mario Maker or like Little Big Planet and you're like, oh, I'll just click everything. It's like, well, that's that's a 40 hour experience right there. <laughs> like That would be terrible, right? This game doesn't suffer from that. And even with all of the time I sunk into it, I was still like, this is not the direction that modern technology went in from like a UI standpoint. So I need to remind myself, like some of them are obvious, like the marker, right? But some of them, not so much. And so like I was clicking through a lot of stuff and, you know, you get through it all pretty quick, but I wonder how easily I would have restitched, like stitched things up together. If I wasn't restitching old memories, like if I was creating new knowledge would it have been like, oh, okay, it did this. Oh, okay, it did that. Or would it have been like, oh, crap, I still don't know how to animate stuff. Well, and I think that from my seat is it's, it's again, the animation, it, and it was funny because we touched base before we played this and you said something, something, something. Oh, I animated a little Mega Man. And I, and I went, oh, because I, mean, <laughs> like, I was struggling so much. <laughs> I didn't say anything because I didn't want to like be the sad sack, but I was like, <laughs> oh, you animated something. Oh, okay, big brother. Ooh, like, la-dee-da. <laughs> la-dee-da. like I can, I can barely get, you know, flowy to stop yelling at me. Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, from my seat is I don't think it was that once I clicked a thing, I was like, okay, that makes sense that it does that thing. I think that the, the real outside of, the more complex stuff, like the the stuff that was kind of hidden behind submenus, like the animations. There were some other submenu stuff where I was like, I, I, I don't know what this does. Um, outside of that, it, it, the issue was knowing what I could, like, internalizing what I could do, right? So there's, let's say, 40 buttons that all do different, very useful stuff. Uh, I couldn't, you know, say like, okay, all right. Now I want to do thing A. What is the right tool for that? Do I even remember that that tool exists? And even if I remember that the tool exists, which tool was that again? You know, where where was it again? Was it in this menu? No. Okay, well, hit the bomb for that. Was it behind the weird robot looking dude? Was that the thing? No, that's something else. All right. Maybe it was the 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 treble clef. No, that's that's music. That makes sense. Okay, you know, like so that that's kind of where it it became cumbersome again not an, an insurmountable cliff but definitely a you got to be willing to throw a fair amount of time at it to internalize the tool set you know well and this is kind of and I, I meant to say this closer to the top of the episode but whatever uh this is part of the reason i was interested in playing this because i've been kind of like every time we talk about like what game we're gonna play i don't know probably once a month or every other month i've been like well you know we said we were going to play Mario Paint at some point, right? Because it's it's not really what most people would consider a game. Like, right. y- you could argue that what we played was MS Paint, right? Correct. Like, yeah. And, and I'm <laughs> like, I'm okay with that. But like, this is, I think, probably closer to the realm of like an educational game. So in my mind, yes. this is more like when we played uh, Math Blaster and Oregon Trail, right? Mm-hmm. 
like it not that it's that kind of game but it's that yeah, it's yeah, like no, oh this I'm, game exists to get kids off the video games but let them still think they're playing video games yeah no this is this is microsoft paint 0.5 you yeah. know where where basically they said okay all right well and, and actually no i take that back it's not because i i remember throwing time at microsoft paint man i played and doing stuff that now i'm just kind of like oh my god i was made of time back then you know <laughs> like i was the god of time um but like i would actually make little mega man you know um and then i'd make like a bad guy and then have him like shooting little lasers you know and then like oh no he got hurt and then i'd have to like using the paint tool like stitch him back together you know it was great uh that being said is this is i would even say that this tool is more advanced than ms paint i would say that this is more like photoshop 0.5 you know yeah yeah especially when you think about like the animation and the music stuff what if we took you know video editing software or um or real honest to god photo editing software and just lobotomized it and made it for kids and and then and then they have this you know um which is which is again you know a, a great amazing stepping stone for kids you know because it's it this is the um you know giant crayons version of coloring you know this is the uh you know like giant like tape down the entire dining room table and give them watercolors <laughs> right you know like it's, nuts. it's yeah just go nuts you know um so again i don't i don't i don't it's interesting because a lot of the times when we play a game that i'm like oh man it did this wrong it did that one i'm like I'm, I'm a little angry about it you know because i'm like <laughs> this game wasted my time and and that's not the case here for me it's more so like i i get it i just this game does a lot of things right for the time, but this is, we, we've said this a lot about visuals, especially about low, low poly. This is really a fish without legs or, or a fish with legs, you know, like it, it is, it was a hundred percent. All of this stuff was like an amazing step up at a time at the time and horrifying in retrospect. Right. Well, and, and I think kind of like what I was talking about with the, the title screen is they are, they're doing something that I actually appreciate from like a very specific angle, which is they didn't really use a lot of text. Like the game is very text light, right? There's like save and load. And there's a few, uh, like the interface in the music area has some words in it, like play and stop and stuff. But like mostly you just gotta like click on stuff and see what happens. And I think if you're designing a creativity tool for younger children, like that's probably pretty safe. Like they're going to click on crap. Right. And what I think they do really right is uh, two things. One, they make just literally the act of clicking on stuff often kind of rewarding. So I don't know if you, you realize this, but like the little palette up at the top in the, the like, primary drawing screen that has like the rainbow of colors. There's the little like drip man. He looks like a little drip of paint with like arms and legs. Um, if you click on him, then it cycles through the palettes. So there's like the rainbow colored palette. And then there's like a, some textures and then there's like some, uh, like patterns that you can use like the, the painter to get like a whole bunch of like hearts or fire flowers or whatever. 
Um, and then you and can get all the, uh, uh, stamps. Yeah. 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 That's how you get up to your stamps and stuff. Um, but when you, you click on the little paint drop man to cycle through the pallets, his body posture changes. So he dances and the faster you click on him, like the faster he does his little dance because it's like one frame of dance animation per click. And there's also sound effects. So like as you click, it's like bop, 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 and it like goes up the scale. And then when you get to the end and it goes bop and he goes back to the first position, you're like, oh, I I reached the end. Like I've seen all the pallets now. So uh, the way they might incentivize you to do that is if you're just staring at the screen like slack jawed and you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> he starts dancing on his own, which would definitely make a 10 year old be like, oh, my God, what he's looking at him. He's up there dancing for me. And then you would go. You only have two buttons, right? So you would go up and interact with him by clicking on him. And then you would see like, oh, I can rotate through the palette, assuming you leave the mouse alone for like the five or six seconds it takes for his idle animation to start. The other thing that they do, and this is where I have to hard agree with you that it's like (laughs) you have no reason to stumble upon this. There is a coloring book mode that like draws a picture on the screen and then you can just color it in so that it makes that actually it's in the save loads screen. Yeah, which is weird. Why? Why is it there? Like that seems like the kind of thing that. I mean, yeah, you'll stumble on it by accident because you'll click on the robot to see what the robot does, but it shouldn't be there. Like, it should be way more prominent because if you're talking about an art program, you know it's pretty damn close to a tutorial, a coloring book. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's that's actually a very fair point. Um, so one of the things that I thought was kind of interesting is is some of the, the options that they do give you. Um, so to your point is that to, while we're kind of talking about sound, um there's there are definitely some sound effects to this game you know like the the kind of the bomb makes a little exploding noise like you said the dog barks you know that that type of stuff um very few things to where uh it's like again it informs gameplay which i think is good uh the reason why i think it's good is because there there are very very lovingly and very appreciatingly four different musics that you can pick from that's it mm-hmm. yeah you're, you're it's tetris you're gonna hear whatever music is playing forever yep and if and and this is a game where you are likely to be in front of it for two four eight sixteen forty hours a week you know like you could you could reasonably spend you know a, as you said hundreds of hours playing this game and four songs is not enough to listen to for hundreds of hours right so you're eventually going to get frustrated, not frustrated, but just done and mute it, you know, which is fine because the game doesn't need to have audio. And I think that that was a hundred percent the call, you know? So the fact that you can, I believe you can turn off the sound, uh, the music, you can turn off the music, but the, the sound effects that play when you click things or do things, those stay. Yeah. So you can either, if you're just like, you know what, I'm done with the music, but I still love the sound effects. You can do that. But if if every time I, you know, uh, clicked on the copy button in Excel and made a fun little noise, I'd be like, oh, that's neat. And then after the hundred thousandth time I've done, it, I'd be like, I, I'm done with this now. You know, so the fact that that again, the that there's no but it also too, if I needed a little quick alarm whenever Excel was going to spawn the 
cell eating monster and it just I started eating my data, you know, I'd need to know that, right? So the fact that there's no sound, there's nothing about the game that is relayed necessarily through sound because they're like, we've got sound in here because it's a game and it should be fun. But dude, it's totally cool. You can turn off the sound if you want. Yeah. Well, and I, so the, the thing this makes me think of is, and this is definitely going to reek of nostalgia goggles, but I found an oppressive amount of this game. Charming, like just so many. (laughs) I think I smell nostalgia goggles. (laughs) Well, let's, let's go with the example. You just, (laughs) I smell nostalgic. So let's go with the example you just shared. Um, on the the little music menu, like in the options, I guess you would call it. Um, there's the the default song, which I actually like that, like right. So uh, I usually just left it on that one. Uh, then there's like a kind of almost jazzy sort of little tune, and then there's like the weird Earthbound music that's all like it barely has a melody. <laughs> it's like lots of weird <laughs> sparkling noises. Um, but then, uh, when you click on the last one, which by the way, you want to talk about like kids asking, where were you when COVID, uh, the, (laughs) the mute option is the dog's face and he's looking down. And when you select the mute option, he looks up and he's wearing a muzzle, but because it's low pixel, it looks like a surgical mask. And my brain immediately was like, is is that dog afraid of getting COVID? (laughs) (laughs) But the, the touch that I like, although the fact that he's like, his mouth is covered for silence. Just so you know, I didn't, I did that, that animation is so, uh, skeuomorphic. Skeuomorphic. Yeah. 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 I I learned something and now I'm applying it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I didn't even know what it was. I just said, Oh, okay. There's a, an animation that means that it's muted. Yeah. Um, but but I can see it now. Yeah, there's there's a little robot that marches up and down on that setting screen and he he marches and he his little lights light up and he's like banging a little drum and he moves the same no matter which song you have selected, I think. Um, But when you select the mute, he stops. He stops playing and the the music stops playing and his lights stop flashing. And there's just little crap like that everywhere. Like when you are going through the palettes and the little paint drop dances, when you're on the title screen and you can click on the letters and they do all kinds of funny things. The fact that you can knock Mario, like kill him with the A from his own name is like amazing. When you're in the music <laughs> creator, it? <laughs> it, it is amazing. Sorry. I, I, <laughs> Shut up. It's amazing. When you're in, when you're in really the music. Tarantino esque. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> when, you're, when you're in the, the music composer mode, um, there's a uh there are three pre-programmed songs and if you pick any of them and then you make even a single change that song is no longer highlighted in the like you selected a pre-made song because it's no longer that pre-made song and so if you want to go back to the pre-made song you can click that button again because you're not actually on that song anymore you're on your modified version so a lot of this UI aged weird, right? Like it's, it's weird. And, and some of the quirkiness ended up being quirky and like the bad direction where you're just like, <laughs> Oh, you, you just have to know, you just have to click on it and know what it does. 
Um, the skeuomorphic stuff, buttons that look like buttons, that, levers that look like they can move. And if you click on them, lo and behold, they move, right? Like that's the stuff that, that aged pretty well. Cause it's so rooted in like physical space. Um, but there's just, just so much dumb charm, like just so much, <laughs> so much earnest, spectacular ridiculousness. I just, oh man. <laughs> so yeah, this, yeah. You know what this reminds me of a little bit? Um, this is a bit of a stretch, but like AD and D you know, or D and D 2.0, right. Where it's, it, it's like there, there's, there's nothing necessarily in D and D 2.0 that is inherently unintelligible. It's just that there is a lot of stuff that it did that history didn't really bear out was the call. You know, there's some things that they did that history absolutely bore out was the call, you know, the D 20 system, you know, like that's, that's the way to go. Thacko, not so much. Um, but there is a bunch of like weird charm if you're in the know of it you know so it's it's kind of like the oh well the terrace cue is you know like the the only only you can only kill him with a wish spell after you've reduced him to zero hit points like that's it's just this like cool little like 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 knowledge you know there are these cool little pictures and you know oh well the um you know vorpal weapons go uh snicker snack because you know like it's from the you know uh what's the name of that book um the bandersnatch yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like th- that kind of stuff where it's it's, it, and again, this is more visual, right? But where it's it's fun and it's charming. But if you said to somebody, "Hey, you should play two point eight, you know, D and D two point they'd be like, "I, I don't, I don't get it." You know, like there's just you know, so it uh, not to to bury the lead, but it kind of requires some <laughs> nostalgia. Which again, though, a lot of the times when we when we talk about nostalgia on the show, is it's like you need nostalgia goggles to play this game because this game sucks, right? It's 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 less that and more like that. This is this is less so like if somebody said, "Oh man, I I love eating this, you know, fried tripe," and I'm like, "That's because your mom <laughs> fed it to you, like as a kid." No sane person that did not have a memory associated with this would like that. But like, this is more like somebody saying, you know, Oh yeah. I, I like putting thousand Island dressing on my, uh, you know, on my pizza because I used to do it as Kevin. I, I could, I could see how you'd like that. I, I don't, but you know, I could see that. So it's, it's weird. This is weird. It's not an impossible empathetic leap where you're yeah. like, I can't imagine how you enjoy this, right? Like yeah. it's, it's definitely not there, but there is a lot of stuff that's just like, if you don't, if you're not like on board with the quirk, it, it, it became quirk. Cause I don't think honestly, some of this stuff would have been perceived as quirky at the time. I think it would have been more honestly like the wild west, right? Oh yeah. That was exactly the phrase I was going to use. Yeah. Like yeah. what, why is the dog undo? Because what does undo look like? Yeah. Right. Like no, nobody knows. And as soon as you click on it, you now know forever. Like, Oh, that lets me undo the last thing I did. Right. And, and that's the thing is I, I couldn't agree more with the, the wild West metaphor was, you know, there was no, there was no canon, you know, there was no thing that we all kind of agree on. I mean, this is, um, I mean, this is the, the golden eye, controls that we had to remap you know in order to make it sane because it's like how do you navigate how do you even navigate in three dimensions how do you do it it's like what do you do with the camera you can't there is no way a human being could possibly control the camera and the person moving at the same time 
what it, 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 this would be a Jaeger situation where you'd have to have two players and each one operates half of the brain, right? You know, <laughs> um, so so yeah, I, I totally understand that. Some of the other affordances that uh, that they did, um, I, I, I enjoyed. Uh, one of them is uh, you can change the mouse speed settings, which is something that I mean is even now really embedded in some software. Like it's hard to find, you know. So I thought that it was interesting that they made it so accessible because i absolutely needed it because um one of the things i said to you <laughs> one of the things i said to you when we were playing is i was like the mouse controls are real sloppy and you said no they're not <laughs> and so then then i went in and i changed my mouse speed settings i'm like oh no now these are handling really really tight so it must have been just the the, the hardware i was using but uh but yeah the fact that i was able to just dink around and then fix that whereas opposed to in you know windows you got to go into now the search function and type in you know how do I change my mouse speed settings? Which, by the way, and I'm sure speaking the language of IT, in addition to math, you know, uh, if you if you really if ever you know your your uncle says my computer's running too slow, just up the mouse speed settings. You know, <laughs> they'll they'll think their computer's running like gangbusters. God, now. It's, it's, it's flying now. It's crazy how much faster my computer is. It's like yeah, I updated the RAM stick. Yes, yes, I, I downloaded another processor. Um, <laughs> So speaking of the mouse, uh, did you spend any time in uh, Coffee Break, which I found out is actually called Nat Attack? The, Maybe. With the, with the flies and the fly swatter? Yes. So that, mean, not, not much time, but no, I but, did. But that's, to me, that that's the, you sit your kid down at this and you can see them fumbling with the mouse. And it's like, oh, I need to give them a reason to learn how the mouse works and trying to struggle and draw something is not that fun. Right. right. But that attack, that is fun. Right. And this is another thing that it's like, why is this little mini game that teaches a kid how to use the mouse behind a picture of a coffee cup? I don't know, but it is, but it's actually like really fun. And apparently, um, I guess like Mario maker, maybe, there's a newer, like a much newer creative build stuff Nintendo game that has Nat Attack in it. And there's an entire generation of kids who are going to grow up thinking like, oh, that's from Mario Maker or whatever game it's from. <laughs> and then, you know, their parents are going to be like, nah. Um, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, kid. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I did. I, I, I didn't really piece together why that was there. But no, that is that is very clever because I remember... I mean, and again, that was probably I actually interacted with that relatively early in my playthrough um, where I, I will admit I was getting a little bit frustrated in that particular cross section of time. And so I was just clicking. I was like, OK, th- this is this. All right. Why? Why does this? Why is the dog undo? Whatever. All right. Fine. Move on. Uh, wh- why is this? This. OK, fine. And what? What is even happening now? You know, because I clicked on the NAT <laughs> attack and I'm like, what? Why is this even here? You know, like. And so then so that that was where I was when I experienced that. And I just quit out and then went back to trying to decode the game. So, uh, so I didn't revert back to it, but yeah, no, absolutely. It makes sense. If you're saying like, all right, um, you need to first just develop skill with the mouse and trying to do, like you said, detail line work when you don't really know how to use a pencil is, uh, is really rough. I, I can speak to that personally because I've started trying to uh, do some woodworking and I will make very, very nice, clean lines and then lizzie will come up and draw all over it 
and uh, and it's really disappointing, <laughs> you know, to see that to see that happen. Um, just some other like kind of uh, to in a way throwaway notes, but again, just to kind of for the scope of the game, um, you can you can f- the, so they have like little word stamps. You can flip those sideways and upside down and upside down and sideways and you know? back in time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Nice quote. Um, so, but the reason why I mentioned that, and then also too, um, you can even make custom stamps, which I thought was kind of neat, you know? So I, I will have more to say about that. Um, so again, just to kind of, of show the depth of this, you know? So if you, if you say, you know, you know what? I want to get a U that's, uh, or an E that's upside down. Well, not upside down. I need it upside down and backwards because I want to do this very weird specific thing. They've got you covered. If you say, you know what? I want to um, make my own, you know, I want to make a Mario head, but instead of looking like a Mario head, I want it to look like Wario. You know, if you can, if you can make it, uh, then it's yours. Now you now have that custom stamp. Um, again, just a lot of depth to the, what, what the game lets you do and helps facilitate. Well, and the place that I saw the biggest limitations are, and, and not to like, I'm not trying to wave around like, well, because I understand how it works under the hood, but like, because I understand how it works under the hood, like you can see that the biggest limitations are, storage and what i mean by that is like you can save one canvas you can save one custom piece of music you can save one animation so you can make a whole little thing right you can write a little custom song you can make a bunch of custom stamps and and animate a little scene with a i think you can do 90 seconds of animation um and but only up to nine frames so like you can do a nine frame animation and then trace where that animation plays on the screen i think for maybe it's 60 seconds not super long but each of those things it can only hold one of them right so like you sit down you can make a scene and you can save it uh and then you can you know come back and load that later but it just it couldn't hold more than that (laughs) <laughs> and the the place that actually made it jump out to me first was I did something and I clicked undo and then I did something and then I did something else. And I was like, eh, and I clicked undo and I clicked undo again, but it will only go back one step because keeping all of those states in memory is not, it's not that it didn't occur to them. I think they literally couldn't do it. They literally couldn't keep that, you know, cause each time you keep a version of something, unless you're able to do what's called diffing, you have to keep all of it in memory, right? So like that becomes problematic with things like complicated visuals and composed music and stuff. So like if you didn't notice that and you didn't notice that you could only save one thing, the thing that might make a player technical or otherwise notice, Oh wow. Um, I can only do so much because the limitations of the super Nintendo hardware is you know, when you play like a 40 hour JRPG, like Final Fantasy six, and you go to the save screen and you say, save my game shit is instantaneous. It took me longer to say the phrase, save my game than it would take <laughs> it to actually write all of your 40 hours of adventure to memory in freaking Mario paint. When you go to save your creation, you can get up and go make a sandwich. It takes, I'm serious, like 60 real seconds to save your game. It's 
insane. You make sandwiches fast. Uh, well, I do. They're very bad sandwiches, but <laughs> but like it's you, there's just all these little places where you're reminded like, oh, I'm not using Photoshop on a powerful desktop computer. I am playing Mario Paint on a Super Nintendo, which in a way is like, oh, man, there's all these limitations. But at the same time, you're like, look at what they've accomplished with so little. Yeah. And, 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 and that really is the, the wild part of it. Right. You know, is it's, is it's the fish with legs, right? Is that, you know, when, when compared to some of the amazing powerhouse engines that, you know, uh, evolution has created since then, you're like, Oh my God, what, what, what the hell? But then considering, you know, when you, when you're like, dude, this thing unlocked the entire Terran meta, you know, like there, there want none of it on there. Now there's stuff, you know, like it, it, it's, it's just, it's kind of surreal in that sense. Um, so normally I, I would have a little bit more, but since we kind of glommed it all together, we've kind of covered all of my heavy hitting stuff. Is there uh, anything, any big things you still want to cover? Well, I, I do want to talk about the, the special stamp because there's, there's basically, you know, this isn't a game. It's, it's an artistic tool, but I think, it's an educational game, right? But there's there's modes, right? There's the free drawing, there's the animation, there's the music composer, uh, then there's like the little Nat Attack game. Am I missing anything? Oh, right. There's special stamp where you can make your own reusable stamps or you can edit the stamps that are already in memory, like the Mario sprites, right? Um, that is probably where I spent vast majority of my time as a kid and as an adult um, <laughs> because it's a little pixel art editor. It's a little pixel art editor. There's a grid. So it's really obvious if you're placing a pixel to the left or down or to the right or above, right? It's you have your, your palette of colors you could choose from. And then once you make your little sprite, you can reuse that sprite. So the reason I was able to make my little cool Mega Man animation is because I found it's called a sprite sheet. I found a sprite sheet of Mega Man from the original Nintendo Mega Man's. I laid a grid over it so I could really clearly see where each pixel was. And then I just copied from one to the other. Right. I was like, I'm not going to try and just eyeball this or God forbid, do it from memory. Right. So I like <laughs> I transposed it because that's my level of like pixel art sophistication. But then once I was done with that, I was like, OK, now I have the head and I have his body in these different postures so that I can make his little run cycle. I was like, now I can make that little run cycle and then drag it across the screen and do this like little animation. And I mean, it took me two hours because I was like talking to Twitch chat and like not really under the gun to do it quickly. But I was like, this is this to me is the stuff that's attractive is it's like, let me make this little reusable asset that I can then go do other things with like, give me tools that let me make other tools, right? Give me the science machine from don't starve that makes other tools that help me bake better science machines, right? Like it's, that's the, for me. And, and I suspect for a lot of players, like that's where the virtuous cycle was, where I was like, okay, if I put in time to make, you know, Mega Man's head, like I only have to draw that once. It's not a freehand drawing on like the main, um, like the main canvas, and so the, the, the special stamp, I don't know why that's what that tool is called, but the special stamp, I was like, as soon as I realized as a kid and again, as an adult, like, oh, this is the pixel art editor, like that's 
just where all of my energy got poured into because I was like, this will pay dividends. Yeah, no, and 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 absolutely, I, I agree with you. With the give me the tool that makes other tools, um, and um, and again, as a kid, I think that you know the idea. For example, you know, if you said as a kid, like, all right, I'm going to make Mega Man in this pose, and then Mega Man in this pose, and then cycle, and I'm like, oh, now it looks like he's running, and then I'm just going to drag that across the screen. All right, I need to cycle a little bit faster because it doesn't look like he's running fast enough. And then you take all of that and then say, okay, now give age that person up 10 years. What are they doing? So I think that this is an exemplar of if you, um, if, if, if you want to build boats instill upon men, the love of the sea, right. You know, um, if you, if you want to create visual design, people who love doing visual design for video games, give them this you know, because they'll, they'll just love playing with this, you know, and then they'll say like, oh, I made Mega Man run and look, now I made him do a little jumpy thing. And then 20 years from now, they're like, okay, well, you know, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years because I just enjoy doing it. There's joy in, in, in just doing the animation itself. And so this very much, (laughs) oh my God, do you think that this was Nintendo like really looking far ahead and saying (laughs) we're going to need visual developers, you know, like 10 12 20 years from now we gotta so, hook them while they're young so i much prefer that headcanon um, <laughs> i read i don't know maybe like six nine months ago at this point i read a book uh that was about the war between sega and nintendo from kind of sega's point of view and uh one of the things that happened at that time because sega was pushing like gritty especially sega of america not sega of japan because they were two separate companies one was a subsidiary but like sega of america was like you know mortal Kombat and earthworm jim and like gritty grungy like the sega look we think of like sonic's attitude all of that stuff was basically the sega of america president saying what can i do to distinguish us from nintendo because we are never ever going to beat them at their own game and everyone who has tried has catastrophically failed (laughs) so that's why sonic is a rude dude because mario is like a friendly guy who's nice and that's why sega games look and sound really grungy and mario and and nintendo games like are more like bright and colorful and friendly because they were just trying so hard to do everything they could to differentiate themselves part of what went along with that was a big promotion of things like Mortal Kombat, because if you wanted violence, then you went to the Genesis because that's where violence lived. And that stuff did eventually make it to the Super Nintendo, but usually with like a lot of changes. Um, I think Mortal Kombat 2 on the Sega Genesis, when you hit someone, it was like a blood spray. But on the Super Nintendo, when you hit someone, the exact same animation had been colored like kind of a gray and it was supposed to be sweat. sweat. Yeah, Yeah. Right. So... I say all that to say this. Unfortunately, I think Mario Paint is actually Nintendo's way of hedging their bets against lawyers. If if I remember the story, which I did not go look up because that would have been research, but <laughs> if, if I remember the story correctly, they were feeling regulatory pressure like, oh God, lawyers are going to come and crack down on what kind of games we can make, where we can sell them, the labels we have to put on the box and all this other crap. So they uh, leaned really heavily for a small time into, 
oh no, look at us. We can self-regulate. We can make things that are wholesome. And I think that is actually where Mario Paint came from. I would way rather prefer that it's like a proto Mario maker. And they're like, hey, you want to make Mario games? Prove you can make Mario games. Here, do it. Here, like, here's a resume builder. Build your resume to make the next Mario game. But I, I just, I don't, I don't in my heart think that that's true. I think this was lawyers. Stop looking at us. We can make things that are wholesome. Well, since I have no, I personally have no evidence to the contrary and it, the being correct about this impacts my life in no way whatsoever. I'm just, I'm just going to believe the the investment in the future that. Yeah. And and if I just never go look into this, I can just fall into that pit of denial with you and we can both be happy. Yeah, exactly. As, As long as we don't allow it to then make us believe that Nintendo is this like altruistic, you know, corporation <laughs> or anything like that. You know, if it's just like, no, you know what? It's just it's just a nice little thing that was a way to invest in the future. Don't don't worry about don't worry about the rest of it. Just don't worry about the rest of it. Um I do have just a couple other things I wanted to throw out there. Um and then I'll I'll be good. I assume you're you're coming up on your notes. Um so some of the uh things that are just like silly kind of kid friendly touches uh, I already mentioned the bomb is go back and it like explodes and it makes a little blowy uppy noise. Like, I, I don't know why it does that, but that's what it does. Um, one of my favorites though, is, uh, there is a full screen eraser. So if you want to erase your entire canvas at once, there are, I think eight ways to do that. And each way is like a little silly animation. So one of them is a rocket and it like flies up from the bottom and it like pulls like the white over and it, it erases the canvas. Uh, one of them does like a little pixelizer. Uh, one of them is this very bizarre, like white lines rain down and it's making this like weird. Yeah. All uh, the different like types of erasers. Yeah. Y- yeah. yeah. Um, but like, d- does there need to be like eight different full screen erasers with a clown like horn honk at the end of every one of them? Um, don't you ever ask these kinds of questions because it's there. <laughs> it's there because why the hell not? Right. Because this is supposed to be like fun for kids. And that's that kind of thing is like, Oh, when I clicked on this, this happened. And that's when you're not going to have a book or you're not going to have a bunch of like inline tutorials. You need the user to say, not only can I click around, but I absolutely should. And the act of clicking around itself will just be fun and interesting. Plus I'll learn what that thing does. So that's, that's just like tens across the board for like make clicking random buttons exciting. The one thing I was going to say about that uh, is one um, you, it's, it's, it's like what ego Raptor says. You should never say, oh, I'll click that button later and give out clicking buttons. That being said, the one eraser that I didn't like, and this was mostly just me is the one that that like slowly shakes the screen and is like <laughs> that looks honestly like either a the hardware is crashing or b that the girl from the ring is about to come out of my screen you know like that one i thought was weird the rest of them i was fine with but but i i literally clicked on that and was like is everything is everything okay is this okay is this what's supposed to happen and then it was, but yeah, that was my one, one note on, on that particular one. Yeah, no, that that's fair because the, something I, I hinted at when I said the, that one soundtrack is kind of earthboundy, um, is there's a lot of stuff in this game that 
feels very Japanese. Like it's very weird sounds, very Japanesey kind of humor. Like to have the the clown honk come at the end of all the erasers, the ring eraser and the rocket eraser both have the <laughs> like when it's done erasing so that you know it's done. And I mean, I, I don't think this is good or bad, but like I can't imagine some of those things landing on deaf ears in like Europe and America and Australia where they, they're maybe just like, Oh, I don't because at this time Japanese culture had not spread out to the rest of the world, the way American culture had its hegemony, like all over the world. So, you know, whether or not that stuff was seemed like endearing and novel or like weird and uncanny, like it's hard to say, but uh, yeah, that, that one eraser is, that one's weird. I don't know why that one's in there. <laughs> uh the only other thing i wanted to uh say um before i have like an asterisk bonus note is uh the music creator in this game was so nostalgic for some people that uh you can go online and i think for free find an entire music composition program modeled after mario paints music composition like hmm. mode but with limitations removed so like you can write longer pieces of music. You have, uh, I think you could do a treble and a bass clef. Uh, you have more instruments, you have more, uh, time signatures. So like someone who understood enough about making music and about writing software, probably maybe a small group of people were like, I want to write music, but I really want to do it using the Mario paint interface. (laughs) And so they made like semi-modern, fairly modern software, and like that's that kind of thing just screams like that's how you know right that people have crazy nostalgia uh, and th- this I promise will be my my final thing um, so I always have you know visuals up um, for the game uh, while we're recording so that I have you know references in front of me if I need them uh, and I it's always you know just stuff like it's it's not research these are references like from from situation uh, and I I noticed this one picture in my Google Images and I was like oh my god that's a screenshot from the Nintendo power that was all about Mario paint. And so I clicked through and I like the amount of dopamine being dumped into my brain, looking at these screenshots of the Nintendo power, because what they did was they gave you grids of Mm. different things so that you could do exactly what I did with the Mega Man sprite, which is like, Oh, do you want to make like a little Christmas tree or a little American flag for the 4th of July? Or like, Oh, here's like some street fighter characters, but like dumbed down to these simple sprites. And Oh, look, you can actually make multiple stamps that are one big sprite and then stamp them together, which is what I had to do with the Mega Man sprite. It's like, this is, I am just tripping balls on dopamine right now looking at this because this is a whole other era, man. Like going to a physical, like someone killed a tree and then crushed a bunch of bugs and then smeared those bugs onto the dead tree. And we call that thing a magazine. And then a person carried that magazine to my house. And then I held that magazine up in front of me and clicked buttons to make the pictures on the dead tree match the pictures on my big, enormous 12 inch screen. And that was how computers were done for like 30 years from like the seventies to the nineties. Like you had to transmit computer information on dead trees. And that's just (laughs) like, I don't, I'm not old enough to remember the days of like P 
people literally wrote down software like code mm-hmm. in a magazine because the programs were small enough that that was like a reasonable thing you could do. But I do remember this and I'm just, uh, <laughs> like, I, this is the way I hope I feel on my deathbed. Like this is a good, good feeling of reflection happening right now. Um, so I think that, that where you just said, um, you, you, you're, you're tripping balls on the dopamine that, uh, it's, it's, it's kicking at you, uh, objectively <laughs> does this game require <laughs> Ob- objectively um i don't know i mean the ui aged incredibly bizarrely uh the the thing that allows me to confidently say this game requires no nostalgia goggles is if a person is willing to sit down i should say willing and able is willing and able to sit down click all the buttons and understand what they do the tools themselves are not that complicated right this is not like oh look we've given you access to an entire industrial factory try not to die this is more like your you know your father comes to you when you're a kid and you know gives you your grandpa's toolbox and it's got a hammer and two screwdrivers and a, a handsaw right so like each thing is learnable and then you can figure out how they work together in like novel and interesting ways. And it does take time. Don't get me wrong. Like it does take time because some of the UI has not aged well, but because of the limitations and the restrictions, there's nothing in here that is unknowable. And I think the fun, goofy, quirky wholesomeness of it makes the parts that could be perceived as slog tolerable And so what I'm going to say is I think this game requires no nostalgia goggles, just period. Like I think any adult, if they were willing to put in the time could sit down and enjoy this. No problem. What I'm way more confident of is if you put this in front of a child because they don't have decades of built up experience using computers. And so they would be exactly like we were as children or you, you would have been. And I was, um, I think if you put this in front of a child today that they would have no problem doing all that stuff because they're like oh the bomb makes me go back and there you are standing over their shoulder being like but why but the kid is like it just does it makes you go back right the dog is undue but why because it is who cares right like they don't they don't have our hang-ups basically so no nostalgia goggles required this game is wholesome as and everybody should play it (laughs) this is interesting this may be one of the few few times on the show um because like a lot of times like you'll say no nostalgia goggles or I'll say nostalgia monocle and vice versa. You know, we'll be off by degree. Uh, I'm going full nostalgia goggles on this one. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah that, so, you're right. That does not happen often. Yeah. Right. We're, we're, we're just actually on completely diametric ones, but I, 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 I definitely respect what you're saying and I can see where you're coming from. Um, the, 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 uh, counter argument I would, I would throw at that is, but why? <laughs> <laughs> Everything you said is true. Why would someone do any of that? So the reason why I say that is because um, could you could could an adult go back and click on all the buttons, spend the time and like remap all of that in their head? Yes. But why spend those skill points in that? Just go do Photoshop, you know, like if you know, so and I think that that to me is the is the big thing for why I'm saying like full nostalgia goggles required is because there are so many other tools that not only um you know uh are are, are better simply because they're t- 
30 years later, right? But also, uh, interestingly, that, and, and I think it's, a, again, just a different viewpoint, but, but an interesting way to look at it is that um, you said, and I believe correctly, that is if a child were to sit down and learn this, they could pick it up, right? Because they don't have our hangups. They would learn all of those bad habits, right? You know, because <laughs> because there is canon established now in all of these different photo editors and things like that, right? So, you know, the, the kid would sit down and be like, okay, I've learned that the bomb is this, the dog is this, the robot is this, and, and, and all that. And it's like, okay, cool. Now go use, you know, Photoshop. Well, where's the dog? You know, where's the bomb? You know, and it's like, well, and this, the, the you know, so it's, it, instead I would rather say like, okay, well, this is literally Photoshop for beginners. So it's taken out all the deep tools and here's the base level tools. It'll let you do everything you can do in Mario Paint and then some. Um, and then on top of that, it will make the transition from, uh, uh, you know, mar- uh, from the beginner to adept, to journeyman, adept and, you know, uh, and onward way easier, you know? Um, so that's why I say that I think it requires nostalgia goggles because if you do have nostalgia goggles for this, it's very playable. It's absolutely go back, play it. it you'll, you'll plug right in and enjoy it. Um, if you don't, then go play with Photoshop, right? But that being said, if you loved it, then plug it in and here we go. The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself The fanfare is gone There's no player two There by your side to share victories won But as you slowly progress Down the hall to your bed A few great events Leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil Fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in With the edge of a smile You realize again What you lost for a while You're gonna think back much less 